0: Happy Labor Day weekend to you. How's everybody doing today? How many are excited about a day off tomorrow? How many are how many are having to work tomorrow? Hold it up high, Missy. One, two. Oh, some of you, okay. Well, happy Labor Day weekend anyway, okay? I guess there's a reason why they call it Labor Day. Just saying. Maybe maybe you're supposed to work. Who knows? That wasn't funny, was it? Hey, thanks for being in church today. Really glad you're here on Labor Day weekend. We had a great first service. Thanks for being here in second service. And let me just say: if it's your first time at the bridge, we especially extend a welcome to you. We're so glad you're here today. There are a lot of great churches in the valley, and for you to be with us means a lot to us today. So if you have any questions today, out that first set of doors to your right, there is an info center. They can answer any questions you might have. Uh, also, you can check out our church website, thebridgechurch.tv. And we have a phone app you can, or an app you can also download on your phone or electronic device. Keeps you in touch with what's going on at the Bridge Church. We really are glad you're here today and we want to get you connected with us. Can we just welcome our first time guests together? Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> if you've got a Bible that you're working with there, you want to open up to... Hebrews 11 I'll start there in just a few minutes Hebrews chapter 11 we started a series last week that we are simply calling house rules house rules this is not a series of legalistic rules of the bridge church and what you do when you come how you act how you it's not about that we're talking about six priorities that are really important to us six things that we value greatly Uh, Right now, during second service, because this is the first Sunday of the month, right off to my left over here, we're having a class that we simply call Connecting Point. It's for anybody who's new to the Bridge Church to really share our vision, share the heart of the church, share these six things real briefly, uh, get them acquainted with all that goes on here at the Bridge Church and answer questions they might have so we can get new people connected with the vision of the bridge. We do that the first Sunday of every month and a part of it is these six things that we cover real quickly But we felt like it was time that we went through these six things again with the entire congregation So people can understand things that we greatly value and here's why Every home every house Has its own priorities In your neighborhood every home every house is a little bit different you may value some of the same things but every house values something a little differently the priorities in your home may not be the same for the priorities in your neighbor's home it's the same with churches from church to church priorities change god gives a direction he gives a vision for a church he gives them priorities they follow those things no two churches need to be exactly alike otherwise one of them is obsolete so let me walk you through this I I used the illustration last week Um, you know I I told a story about years ago I'd heard an older minister back then tell this story but to make the give you the short version of it save some time basically when your children leave for school in the mornings priorities are different from house to house one family the kids leave and the last thing they say is don't forget your books and your homework The next-door neighbor, when their kids leave, the last thing they say is, don't forget your lunch because there are different things that they're concerned about. You've got different rules in your house than your neighbor's house. It's true in churches. You know, when I started into the ministry back 44 years ago now, well, yeah, I guess 44 years ago, when I started in the ministry back then, for the most part, church... Oh, I know some of you are doing the math right now in your head I was the youngest person ever licensed in the denomination I grew up with I started when I was six years old okay just so you know well better watch for lightning that's not exactly true but anyway it's been a while but, but here's the point back then it was church was really about denomination there were some non-denominational churches but for the most part churches were lined up with denominations which basically said the sign over our door We we have this statement of faith. This is what makes us different from other churches. If you come in here and you know what our what our church is about and what we believe, you'll be at home, you'll be comfortable. If you don't believe those things, you won't be comfortable here. Well, society has shifted. There are a lot of non-denominational churches today like ours, and they don't value 74 things as much as they value a handful of things and say, these things are important to us. It doesn't mean they don't have a solid doctrinal foundation. It just means every church is a little different than the other churches in the community. So having said that, we're walking through six things that are really important to us. Last week, we talked about the fact that the Bible is the Word of God, and we teach it as such. We teach the Bible as if, as if it is our instructions for life. It's our map for life. We need God's word to guide us. So we not only believe that, but we teach it so it molds and shapes our walks with God. Today, I want to go to a second point. We promote spiritual growth. We believe spiritual growth is vital. We believe God wants every one of us to be growing spiritually. So as a result, we talk a lot about faith. Why? Because faith is our response to God. In every situation in life, my faith produces some kind of response towards God. And I want to talk about that today. And let me begin with this really simple illustration, okay? If you understand what I say just the next four or five minutes, this whole message is really simple. And and it really is simple, Faith 101. But in a healthy marriage, what Scripture calls a godly marriage... When a man and a woman become husband and wife, in that marriage, Scripture says the two of them become one flesh. Now, there's a lot to this, and I'm not teaching on marriage today, but I want to use this for an illustration, so just stay with me. A man and a woman become husband and wife, and they learn to navigate life together. doesn't mean they lose their identity as people. It means the two of them begin to build a life together. They produce a family together. They have common goals. They have common things that they're working toward. There are things that they have in common that are important to them. And as a result, over time, they learn to live as one because they live with the same important goals in life. Now, how does that happen? Like I said earlier, there's a lot to this. But let me just walk you through two parts of this real quickly one of the things that creates a strong marriage is communication how many husbands just got an elbow in the ribs just now when i said that one of the things that creates a healthy marriage is communication whenever ann and i through the years have dealt with people one of the most common marital issues is communication all right because communication is what it's sharing my thoughts and my feelings. It's me talking and telling you what I think about life and everything going on and how I feel about those issues. Now, it's true, as a rule, not it's not concrete, but as a rule, men tend to tell the wife what they think and women tend to tell their husband how they feel. That's why a lot of times communication is hard for us. But stay with me a minute here. One of the things that builds a strong marriage relationship is communication. It is sharing what's going on inside of me. It's talking, expressing. But, but there's also a second part of communication, and that is listening. How many of you got it in the ribs, in the ribs again just now? It's not just talking, but it's also listening And processing what's being said that's what's communicate that's what communication is I speak and then I listen I process I speak I listen I process and then we come to a place of agreement that's communication but then there's a second ingredient in this whole process that makes marriage relationship work and that is the action the response that follows communication See, it doesn't matter if we had a 45-minute conversation. And by the way, ladies, can I help you for just a minute here? When you've had that 45-minute conversation with your husband, it's got really intense and deep and it's really important. He checked out after about 25 minutes, okay, just so you know. The last 20 minutes is a blur to him. He's lost in it. That's how he's wired. But but here's the point I want to make. After that 45-minute conversation, the conversation means nothing if the two people don't act on that conversation. If they don't take the information they got and make adjustments in their lives and adjustments in the marriage so that the marriage gets better and stronger, if you don't do that, all you're doing is just talking to the walls. So communication, well, I got a lot of people nodding heads this morning. We are the bobblehead church this morning. So that communication means nothing if it's not followed up with the correct response towards one another. (coughs) Excuse me. Having said that, The same is true in your relationship with God. This is what a lot of people are never taught. They never get it in the foundation of their walk with God and it creates problems all the days of their life. God wants to communicate with you. God wants to speak into your life. He uses his word to give you information to help you draw closer to Him, to help you see His blessing. He gives you promises. He tells you, I'm going to do all of these things. If we're going to have a healthy relationship with God, there has to be communication. God speaking to us and us speaking to God. But then there also has to be appropriate responses to God and what He says to us. And that's what faith is. That's what faith is. Faith is the appropriate response to God for what God has just said to us and what he has just communicated to us. That's what faith is. That's faith. So we here at the Bridge Church, we believe spiritual growth is really important. We believe God wants us to grow spiritually. So we preach this message of faith which causes us to respond to God. Now, I want to do a couple things here talking about spiritual growth and talking about faith I want to just simply define some things for you how many of you have ever heard an expression and you live for years and you heard the expression and you kind of knew what it meant but you didn't really understand all the ins and outs of that expression you ever had that happen I had that happen now and then here's the thing we talk about spiritual growth but the average Christian is like okay I need to grow spiritually that if I don't know what spiritual growth is, then obviously I'm not growing spiritually and I'm the idiot, so I'm just gonna be quiet and nod my head and nobody will know the difference. But that's not what God wants for us. What is spiritual growth? Spiritual growth is building and growing my relationship with God. Growing my relationship with God. Let me take it one step further spiritual growth is an ever-increasing of knowledge of god i'm always learning more about god and his intentions for my life it's an ever-increasing knowledge of god which produces an ever-increasing response to god and that's what we call faith faith is my action my response to what god communicates to me and that's what causes Spiritual growth. Let me tell you something. You can sit through the the deepest Bible studies for 50 years. You can hear it day after day. You can spend 12 hours a day reading your Bible. But if you don't put that word to work in your life, if you don't respond to God, it's nothing but head knowledge. Now, since it's so quiet here, let me back up. You can listen to all the tapes on marriage you want not listen to. You can listen to everybody's podcast. You can, you can get counseling for 30 years. And if you don't put any of the, of the knowledge to work, it will not help your marriage. Somebody else just got elbowed. Come on, smile at me this morning. To grow my relationship with God, I have to learn what God has to say. And then I need to respond to God. With faith so let's go one step beyond that let's talk about faith for a minute and, and let's define faith you know faith is talked about in so many different ways in different churches that I think a lot of times we're a little fuzzy on what faith is we don't want to be this and we don't want to be this and we don't want to be this but I do want to have faith towards God okay let's define faith faith is the appropriate response to what god says to me that's simple it's my appropriate response to what god says to me faith is always going to be an action word so if i'm going to grow spiritually i have to learn to respond to act upon what god says to me now look at hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 we have it on the screens now faith is the substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen faith is having hope for something even though I don't yet hold it I have this substance that yes it's, it's going to be mine that's faith God said this is gonna happen and I just know it's gonna happen what is that that's faith it's substance it's also evidence evidence. I don't see it with my eyes. My senses can't touch it, but I know that it exists. That's what faith is. Faith is a knowing something. It's having a conviction of something. You are absolutely convinced that God's word is true. What God has had to say is the truth. It's going to come to pass. So therefore I'm going to trust God and I'm going to respond to him. And when I respond to him, God is going to honor that faith and do great things in my life. It's what faith is. It's my correct, proper response to God. Now, let me me illustrate it to you this way. This is so simple, but it's so true. Let's just say you're looking for a better job. You're tired of the position you're in you want a better job you're you're better qualified than where you're at you want to make more money you want to do better by your family so you start praying oh god i want to find a better job i want to find a better god open up. one day your friend says hey you know what uh, my company's hiring and they're looking for somebody with some of your qualifications it might fit you. Check it out. So you go on their website and you check it all out. And it says, if you're interested, send us a resume to this email address. And then you make an appointment and so on and so forth. They, they get back to you and they say, hey, we're, we're interested in talking to you. So will you be here Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock for an appointment for, this, for a job interview? Okay? You get it all lined up. Let me ask you this. Do you show up for the job interview Or do you just believe, well, there's a job out there, and it might fit me, and if it's God's will, it'll just kind of all fall into place? What do you do? How many of you are going to show up for the interview? That's what I thought. That's why you don't have jobs. You need to show up for the interview. (laughs) See, you better help me today. I'm going to call you out because I'm preaching on faith, okay? talking about responding to God, so you need to respond this morning. But here's the amazing thing. If, if I show up, listen to me, if I show up for that job interview, that says I believe that there is a job, they're looking for the right candidate, I fit the bill, I can do this job, I want that job. But if I just stay home and think, well, if it's God's will, he'll just send them to my doorstep. If that's what I do, if I don't show up, either I don't believe there is a job, or I'm too lazy, too fearful, or something's going on that keeps me from pursuing it. Hello. It's the same way with God. Well, no, God's gonna do what God's gonna do. It doesn't do me any good to believe. That's not what the Bible teaches. See, what a lot of us have not been taught, there are a lot of things that God does by grace in our lives and then there's some things that God does in response to our faith. And if we're going to grow in God, we can't just learn the grace where stuff falls out of heaven on top of us. We also have to learn to live by faith and believe God for the things that He's promised and then respond to Him correctly. Boy, this is good. Hebrews eleven six 6 puts it this way. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Without a response to God, it's it's impossible to please Him. Why? Listen closely. Because those who come to God must believe He is, He exists, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. To diligently seek God is to respond to His word, respond to His principles and promises, and then believe that God's going to do what God said He would do that's what it means to walk by faith to live by faith and to begin to grow spiritually god demands my faith say this with me god demands my faith in every situation of life god demands my faith you know i teach this from time to time and since this is kind of faith 101 let me just throw this in do you know what god wants of you above all else if you take everything Everything God wants of you, and you put it in one sentence, here it is. God wants to be believed. Because if you believe God, you'll respond to him. God wants to be believed. Now, I cannot grow spiritually without learning God's word. If I don't know what he's promised, if I don't know what he wants of me, then how can I respond to him? I grow spiritually when I get knowledge of God and then I respond to Him. But I cannot grow spiritually without learning God's Word, and I cannot grow spiritually without faith, without properly responding to what God has said. So, let me just spend a couple minutes talking about how faith works. In the simplest terms, here's how faith works God makes a promise. And then I respond to him to show him I believe he's telling the truth. That's how simple faith is. And I'm going I'm to illustrate it for you. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read there in just a moment if you want to turn there. Ephesians chapter 2. One of the mistakes that we've made in the Christian church world is we've not taught well what salvation is. A lot of Christians believe salvation is an event. Well, bless God, I got saved September 1st, 2003, and I was in such and such a place, and this is what happened, it came down this, and I opened my heart and I asked God, come into my life and Jesus to be my Savior. That's when I experienced salvation. Okay? Can I help you here a minute? That's where your relationship with God began that's where the work of salvation started in your life if you study scripture especially if you go into the original writings the word salvation in its original root wording in the way it's written with different uh uh, spin-offs of that word salvation is not about an event when i accept jesus as my savior salvation is about all that god does in my lifetime as i walk with him it's all covered by that name salvation that word that title salvation my whole walk with god it's all a part of this Work of salvation that God is continually doing in my life, which means God is always wanting to be involved. He's always wanting to work in my life. He's simply looking for me to ask him to get involved and believe he'll get involved. That's what salvation is. Now now look at this, Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves. In other words, you didn't save yourself. It is... The gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, there's two things, in, in, especially in verse 8, that I want to show you. By grace you're saved through faith. See, a lot of people only know one part of that, grace or faith. It takes grace and faith to be saved. God extends forgiveness to you. He extends eternal life to you. He extends the offer of what Jesus did on the cross. By grace, he extends it and says, here it is. By faith, we say yes to God and we receive what God's extended to us. Grace and faith is involved in us coming into relationship with God. God extends grace and we have to accept it. Now let me take it one more step beyond that. Romans 10 says it this way beginning at verse 8. What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. You enter into that salvation covenant agreement with God. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay, the first verse says, out of Ephesians, by grace we're saved through faith. God extends grace, we reach up and accept it by faith and say, yes, I believe you, I want Jesus as my Savior, I'm in. The second passage of Scripture in Romans 10 says the way that we're saved is we hear the message, we believe it in our hearts, and then we do what? We confess it with our mouth. It's that prayer of God, I'm lost and I'm in sin. I need a Savior. I look to you. I believe that Jesus is my Savior. I want to be your child. When you pray that prayer, you by faith are stepping into a relationship with God. And it happens by grace through faith. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to bring it to yourself. God gave it to you and you by faith received it. Now here's the beauty of this that's the way all of the rest of your relationship life with God is going to work God makes promises by faith we receive it extends grace and says I will do this and by faith I respond to God and say yes I believe that I believe that our whole our whole relationship with God this whole journey of salvation until this life is over it's a journey of faith when this life is over our faith becomes sight in this life God demands that we learn to live by faith and you know what life is a journey there are all kinds of challenging situations doesn't matter who you are what you are where you're at in life There are gonna be challenges but God's Word gives a promise for every situation, every challenge in life, then my faith is required to reach out to God and say, God, here's the promise you made. I believe that. So therefore, I'm going to act upon the promise you've given me. That's what creates spiritual growth. Sometimes God gives you a principle and says, if you'll walk this way, I'll do this. What do you do? You respond to God and you walk that way. That's what creates spiritual growth. And here's the the cool part about this. Romans 10 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Do you know where faith comes from? It comes from right here. See, a lot of us are saying, Oh, God, I know you made all those promises, but God, I just don't have faith. And God says, Read the promises. Because within, remember last week we talked about God's word? God's word is alive. It's, it's not just dead ink on a page. It's alive. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. We talked about the fact that Jesus said the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. It's alive. And what happens is when I read the word of God, when I hear the word of God preached, when people are talking about the word of God, when I take that word into my heart, that word itself creates faith in me. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So here's the beauty of it. God makes a promise and then he says when you hear this promise, it'll also bring you faith to respond to that promise. Problem is... A lot of us have not been taught to respond to the promises of God. We've not been taught the importance of faith. We need to learn to respond to God. And you know, through the years, I've met a handful of people who've known God for several years. I've met some believers who, who make the mistake of thinking they have arrived and their journey of faith is over. don't care how long you've been walking with God your journey of faith never ends I mean you think you needed faith when you're young you're really going to need faith when you get old or at least so I hear (laughs) for every stage of life there are going to be challenges and you need to learn God's Word so you can let God work in your life in those seasons of challenge And, you know, I shared this a few weeks ago. There are at least three times in Scripture where you'll find the phrase, the just shall live by faith. Those who've been justified will live by that faith. Those who come to God and are justified because of their faith in the cross, they will live by their faith. Can can I say it this way? The just will learn to live by their faith. We're learning to live by faith. We're learning to walk by faith. We're learning to grow in God. But it all comes with God making a promise or giving us a principle and then me giving God the correct response back to Him, which says, God, I believe. God, I'm in. So we talked about this. I cannot grow spiritually without faith, but I cannot increase my faith without God's Word god's word many times has general instructions for every situation in life okay for every situation in life god will give us instructions he'll give us a promise but then sometimes now listen listen closely sometimes he says this is what i want you to do for example to enter into this salvation relationship with god you believe in your heart you confess with your mouth What what if you're sick in body? He said, if you're sick in body, go to the elders of the church and let them pray over you. There are steps of faith to take. But sometimes God makes promises in his word and doesn't tell us exactly how to walk it out. Let me give you another illustration of this. You say, man, I've I've really got some problems I'm dealing with and I I, I got some situations. I don't know how to walk this stuff out. I don't know how to do this. It's really weighing heavy on me and and I don't have peace. I really need God's peace right now the Bible says not to worry about stuff instead talk to God about it and here's what it literally says it says in everything in every situation whatever's going on take it to God and talk to God about it lay it all out with prayer supplication and then praise God over it. and then it says when you do that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus God says, I'll give you peace. Well, God wants you to give me peace. And God says, have you talked to me about it? Have you laid it all out and talked to me about it and listened to me and hear what I have to say about the matter? How many of you know that sometimes we worry for 12 hours about something and then we talk to God about it for 12 seconds and we expect it to go away? Talk to God about the challenges of life. He'll speak into your heart your steps of faith to take. And then he'll push the fear out of your heart. Let me tell you something. Nothing drives away fear like a step of faith. Because when you take steps of faith in response to God, it begins to grow your faith and you realize, I've done my part, now it's God's time to do his part. And God is not going to let you down. But if you take no steps of faith, you have no basis by which to believe God is going to do something in your life. Hello? and i sure hope you all come back next week (laughs) and let me give you an illustration of this you know sometimes sometimes scripture doesn't say see for example i had i had a guy years ago in my church he told me he said no it was in it was here he's here several years ago this guy called up and said hey um i need to get with you this week i said okay what do you need He said, well, the Lord spoke to me and said that you and I need to walk around the walls of this church seven times for seven days. And on the seventh day, God's going to do something great. And so I told him, I said, you know what? Then you need to do that. (laughs) Because God hasn't spoke that to me. Now, I'm, I'm not being a smart aleck, but I want you to hear me. I don't know what it was he was dealing with. I don't know what it was that he was believing for it It was kind of sketchy it was like God's going to do something I'm like well what is he going to do well I'm not sure well I think God's a little more to the point than that so I encourage him you go ahead go ahead If that's what God puts in your heart you go ahead but I'm not not going to do your step of faith the answer to every situation isn't to walk around the wall seven times for seven days sometimes it is if God tells you to do that you need to do it but here's the point God will show you your step of faith If your heart is open, he will show you. Now, there are times when I'm praying and I'm praying about a situation. There are times that I'm praying, I mean, I will always stop and listen to God. And there are times when I sense God says, you need to do this. And when God shows me what to do, I respond. I don't fix the problem, but I respond in faith and then God fixes the problem. Now, sometimes what I do is the key to it because God shows me how to to, to navigate it. But I learn when I pray, not just to talk to God, but listen, because usually God's gonna give you assurance and give you steps of faith to take. Let me give you another example of this. There are times when I'm reading scripture, when all of a sudden scripture just jumps off the page, whether it's a principle or a promise, whatever it is, it'll just jump off the page and it just hits me in my heart and God's like, man, I'm talking to you, are you listening? The first thing I do is I say, yes, Lord, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? Remember the first of the year I, I gave you half of a chapter and I've been, I came back to it a few weeks ago. This is something God has said over our church this year. I, I, when God showed me that, I said, God, what do I do with this? He said, share with the church. I want to do this for everybody. When God speaks to me through his word, I ask him, what do I do with this? How do I respond to you? Let me give you another il- illustration. Both services today, the last song we did in worship I received your rain it talks about something that meant both services it was so strong we got to that part where it says the dry season is over some of you are like whoo did you hear that the dry season is over man my dry se- God says the dry season is about to end you know what I did both services when, I, when we got to that part of the song and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit? You know what I did? I got my bucket out and said, God, the rain's coming. I'm ready for it right here. So some of you think, well, why... You know, you stand down front and you do all this stuff like you're on the worship team. No, 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 no. I'm just praising God along with them. But when God speaks, I, I don't want to get my thimble out there. I want the big bucket out there. I'm like, God, poured all right here. If nobody else wants it, if the rest of the team doesn't want it, if the rest of the people don't want it, just pour right here. I'll take all the rain you've got. I don't want any dry seasons. Why? It's a response of faith to God. That's why at the end of worship, Aaron encouraged you. you know, get your hands out there. Believe God. Open up your heart and say, God, I want the rain. We need to learn to respond to God. When God speaks to your heart, respond to him. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. i got to move quickly, so let me finish this up. Sometimes it's hearing a sermon, hearing teaching. Some of you have sat here today, and while I've been talking, something just kind of pricked your heart, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, what about that? Some of you need to pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? How do I respond to this situation? What is my faith in this matter? Sometimes it's the words of a friend or somebody you trust who'll share something with you, and it's like, wow, it comes alive, man. I, wow, well, I need to hear that. There's so much truth there. You need to stop and pray and say god what do i do with this because god will encourage us he'll make a promise and then he demands we respond to him with faith it's not works it's not earning anything it's responding to god in faith i can increase my faith i can grow my faith with god's word and my response to god is what causes me to grow spiritually today in closing I want to ask you a simple question I asked myself this question as I was preparing for church early this morning as I was getting ready at my home thinking about this message I came face to face with what I teach see that's the beauty of being a pastor a teacher a preacher You, you get to you get to live out everything you're teaching before you ever get up here and talk about it I preach these messages to myself So I ask myself the question today. How will I respond to God? What is my faith response to God today? There's a story in Hebrews. Well, actually, it's in the Old Testament. Hebrews 4 refers to it. Such a strong story. Now now, now picture this. God brought Israel out of the land of Egypt. They were slaves there. He brought them out miraculously. He led them on the way to the promised land and said, I have a portion of land that's going to be yours. You're going to be my people. You'll be my nation. I'll be your God. We're headed there. And along the way, God worked miracle after miracle after miracle to prove to them he was God and he was going to take care of them. But in every challenge of life, they screamed, they kicked, they complained, they griped about every situation. They never considered what God has done and realized that what God has done is just a foretaste of what he's going to continue to do. So here's what happened. They came to the time and the place at Kadesh Barnea when it's time to go in and possess the promised land. They sent spies into the land and 10 of the 12 came back and said, we can't do this. doesn't matter what God said, we can't do this. There's giants there. There's walled cities. doesn't matter what God says. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful there. But you know what? The land would devour us. We're just like grasshoppers in their sight. 10 of 12 said that, and the people listened to them. And As a result, God said, okay. You don't believe me? Then you can die right here in the wilderness, and when you're all dead and gone, I'll raise up your children, and I'll take them in to possess the land. They will believe me. And here's what Hebrews says about that. It says the gospel, the good news, the word of God is preached to us just like good news was preached to them. But it says it did them no good because it was never mixed with faith. It did them no good because they would not act on the promises of God. You know what I believe? I believe we miss a lot of things because we don't act on the promises of God. But can I go one step further and tell you, I don't want to miss anything God has for me. I don't want to miss anything. So the question is how today will I respond to God? What's going on in your life? What challenge are you facing? Well, what does God's Word say about it? What promise, what direction has God's Word given you? In your times of prayer, what has the Holy Spirit said to you about the steps you need to take? How will I respond to God? My faith walk with God has really become simple as I close this morning. Here it is. If I can believe one of God's promises... I can believe all of them but if I can't believe all of God's promises then I can't believe any of them I will you will we all we all will live out our faith you know Jesus told people on different occasions as your faith is so be it unto you What's going to happen to you is what your faith is believed for. Did you know my faith is going to help shape my future? Your faith is going to help shape your future. God says, here's my promise. How will you respond to me? My response to God opens or closes the door for his involvement in my life in every situation. My faith, your faith matters. Bow your heads this morning. I want to pray two prayers. Father, I pray right now for people who've been confused about faith. You just encourage them today. Speak your word. Burn your word into their hearts. Speak to them personally, individually, right where they are. Encourage them in their trust in you. Father, spiritual growth causes us to trust you more, not less. God, grow us, I pray. Grow us, I pray. Father, there are people in this church, that they've been believing you for something specific. Show them today what their steps of faith are to walk towards the answer to their prayers. Father, help us all to understand on a personal level you require and you demand faith from us. Without faith, it's impossible to please you. You reward those who will diligently follow and seek after you. And then, Father, I pray right now for every person in this room who has listened to this message but doesn't know you, who's never come into relationship, that you would knock on their hearts right now in Christ's name while heads are still bowed. Maybe you're sitting here today, you've listened to this message, you've thought, wow, I I don't even know how to respond to this, I don't know God. Maybe you don't even know Scripture. But maybe as you sit here today, something is turning over inside of you and you realize this is real. This is not religion. This is about relationship with God. Maybe there's a yearning and a desire inside of you and you say, man, I I, I really want to know God and I want God involved in my life. I I need God's help, but I don't know what to do. Let me help you today. Take that first step of faith and say, God, I believe and express it with your own words. Word of God says God loved us so much, put his own son on a cross to pay for our sins so that everything that was wrong with us would be thrust upon him and everything that was right with him could be poured into our lives. It's extended to us by grace, but we in faith have to receive it and say, God, I believe, God, I'm in, I need you. We do that with words. Prayer. I want to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to ask everybody in the house to pray this prayer with me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You don't need to scream the words, but those of you who know God, pray it. Those of you who are opening your hearts to God for the first time, I want everybody to pray these words. Say, God, I need you. And I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I choose Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. I want to know you. I will learn your ways and I will follow you. Please be my God. From this day forward, you are my Father and I am your child. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today and wrapped your heart around it, You've taken the first step towards building a relationship with God. This is not about religion. It's about relationship. The relationship goes on. We've got a little booklet called The Next Seven Days. It's our gift to you. We want to give it to you because I promise you, if you get this booklet and just read the little bit of of information we have each of the next seven days, it'll help you begin to understand all that God wants to do for you and in you and through you. We want to give this to you. When service is over we'll have prayer teams at the front of the building they're here to pray with anyone for any need if you just walk down to one of these teams and say can I get the booklet we'll give it to you right there no strings attached if you're in, if you've got questions they can answer questions if you want prayer for something else they'll pray with you but if you just want to get the booklet and go that's fine if you're in a really big rush you can go out in the in the lobby right at the glass doors where you exit right in the middle there's a counter set up there with a the sign you'll see it there We want to give you the next seven days to get you started walking with God. God bless you today. Can we welcome new believers into God's family today? So glad you've made that decision to receive Jesus. Now we've come down to the conclusion of our service, and this is the time that we give back to God. The ushers are preparing. We're going to give you an opportunity to give today. There are different ways that you can give, four different options. Choose the one that fits you best. We give in faith. We give in obedience. We give in appreciation to God for all he's done and for who he is. And when you give, you're a part of what God is doing through this church, in our community, and literally around the world. We talk about it every Sunday. God's doing great things because we have faithful people who stand behind God's work and support it with their giving. Thank you as you give today. Let's watch church news together as we give.
1: Good morning and welcome to The Bridge. My name is Nicole and I want to give you a very special welcome today. We hope that you feel right at home this morning and that you and your family have a wonderful time with us. There's always a lot happening at the bridge and we would love for you to be involved. So here's a look at a few things coming up in the days ahead. We hope you'll find your place and be a part of what God is doing here at the bridge.
0: Jack Wagon reporting live from the Bridge Church, where I am here at the very 1st beard beer-growing competition. The competition will be fierce today, and I believe the competitors are ready to get it underway. Are we ready, competitors? On my count, here we go. Ready, set, go! Well, it looks as though the competitors have done their best. Aaron wins the award for cleanest
1: beard, Nick wins the award for dirtiest beard, and Jeremy for previous beard. And as we can see, Pastor Cory still
0: can't grow a beard. But it doesn't matter if you can grow a beard or can't grow a beard, you men are invited to be a part of Bridge Men on Tuesday, September the 10th at 6.30 p.m. All guys are welcome. We hope to see you there. Our fall term of Connect Groups is launching this month. If you are interested in building relationships here at The Bridge and growing spiritually in a community atmosphere, Connect Groups are for you. Next Sunday, our Connect Group Expo will be happening after both morning services. This is your opportunity to meet all of our group leaders and find the connect group that makes sense for you. Once you've met the group leaders, being a part of a group is much more comfortable and easy. So make your plans to be here next Sunday and get plugged into a connect group this fall at the bridge. We love our seniors community here at The Bridge, and next week we have a very special event just for you. Gospel singer Miss Lily Knowles will be performing and sharing at Senior Connection right after the 11.30 service in the chapel. This is a potluck event, and all seniors in the church are invited. If you plan to come, be sure to sign up at the Info Center before you go today so that we can plan for you.
1: If you are new to The Bridge, we want to personally invite you to stop by the Info Center before you go today. Take a few minutes to come and say hi. Our team would love to meet you and help you get connected in church life. They can also answer any questions that you might have about the church. For more general info and to stay up to date, please be sure to check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. You can also stay plugged in by downloading the Bridge app. Just text the keywords, the Bridge Church app to 77977. Thanks again for spending your morning with us. We love spending our Sundays with
0: you. Yeah, I want to say one more time, thank you so much for being here today. It's great to have you in church. Want to remind you of one thing? I know tomorrow of you, most of you are not working. I want you to have a great, great, great Labor Day. But a week from Tuesday night, a new season of Bridge Men kicks off. It's going to be awesome. Start making your plans. You may have received a promo card when you walked through the doors. If you'll stop by, guys, and grab a stack of those, you can pass them out at work in your neighborhood to friends. Pass the word. It's going to be a great season of Bridge Men. God bless you. We love you. Have a great, great Sunday.